Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the the please keep talking to me! I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going down there, mate? Oh man, I'm in the I'm in the lockdown. I'm in the lockdown suburb. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is as good an opportunity as any for me to say, "Well done, Victoria, the uh, self-professed <laughs> champions of Australia." I mean, difficult for me to believe that Melbourne, the most progressive city in the Southern Hemisphere, is the place letting us down. Mm. Fucking. I mean, it's almost as if. Those who have the permanent moral high ground on all things social haven't picked up the turds in their own fucking backyard before telling the likes of me that certain words in a certain order make some people feel unsafe. <laughs> you know, it's fucking unsafe, mate. A bunch of losers who can't do what they're told for the greater good unless the army move in and force them. But uh, good on you, mate. Hope you're going all right. It- so so selfish are you Victorians <laughs> me, that you put my, my family gold case getaway in jeopardy for a couple of weeks from now. You can still go to the Goldie, can't you? Well, yeah. I mean, th- no thanks to you. Looks like it will go ahead, but uh, Queensland, you New South sh- Wales now have a... Hey? You just show them your Queensland ID, and by that I mean your fucking rat's tail, and they'll let you scurry <laughs> across the border to go fucking pass backwards the whole game, <laughs> you fucking losers. Learn how to yeah. kick forward. <laughs> well, I'm just happy that Queensland, New South Wales have got a common enemy for once. As long as you fucking swine remain, remain in the pig pen that is Victoria <laughs> and uh, don't try to sneak out and ruin things for the rest of us clean living types, Man, citizens who, going about our business. Who would, have, right. who would have ever thought that private security firms would have let people down? <laughs> I saw I saw a little, just just now, looked at a little video from your neck of the woods, Broadmeadow Food Court. Yeah, Broadie, uh, where my mum grew up. Oh, oh Broadie, beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, a brawl yeah, in that food court. Hey. To be fair, though, massive brawl between a group of men. All you have to say is they're all wearing matching tracksuits. Everybody can put together yeah, right. the rest. Um, but there's fucking tables and chairs being thrown at a, at a Hillsong-affiliated Gloria Jeans, no less. What would God make of that? <laughs> I'd understand if they were throwing chairs at the barista for the fucking horseshit coffee that they would have just paid $6 for. You you should get a bar stool coming your way. But... um. Man. Yeah, having a look at those oh, lads, they have broken out into a mid-afternoon. It's on a Wednesday. That's a midweek food court brawl. Really sums yeah. up Broadmeadows quite well. 
To be fair, though, even though they are one of the suburbs that's in a stage three lockdown, they did get that fight in before 11.59pm. So... Well, they're also social distancing from what I could see. They're throwing those tables at least three or four metres a pop yeah. at each other. So, if anything, should be congratulated. For, well, yeah, you, for, uh, you sent me that yeah, video as if it's meant to hurt my feelings. I just saw a few lads obeying the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon probably a couple of hundred years from now, there's going to be a podcast called Food Court Brawls. <laughs> And that'll be just one of thousands. Let's not pretend that those group of blokes aren't getting on the first Jetstar flight to Bali. That's a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about... Yeah, go on. They were dressed like the lads from episode one of this podcast. Yeah. I, I've been thinking a bit about, like, anti-vaxxers. How are they going to get to Bali? From I assume you're going to have to have a certificate when there's a vaccine for this thing mm. in the next couple of years. And, and you're not going anywhere without that, I wouldn't think. What do you mean? How what are you ha- going to get around that? What happens if I've done my three-week yoga course? Does that not also oh, give me just... antibodies? No, you just, well, I assume we'll just fence off Byron Bay. What? Leave you and you and your Serge Ben Hayen mates up there. <laughs> but he's not my mate. Yeah? <laughs> if you do want a good laugh on the internet, though, please Google Serge Ben Hayen. Um, what happens if I've bought my Pete Evans lava lamp? that should be able to cure coronavirus with the recipes that come with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as he said he had a light recipe, I went, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, it's brilliant. If that's a, if he's having a laugh, that's bloody superb. Oh, man, if he was taking the piss the whole time, I'd, I'd find it so funny. Like, you can't, you can't write a character better than no. Pete Evans. It's... Fucking unreal. And I love so, too is you can just um you can just claim outlandish shit and then say, No, nah, I'm just asking questions. People should oh, ask yeah. questions. People don't ask enough questions. Well that's how journalism's found the loophole of opinion pieces. Mm. Hate speech? No, nah, it's just an opinion piece. Don't worry about it. Facts, <laughs> fucking don't worry about it. Man, opinion there's opinion piece. Fuck, there's an old lizard thing in the um in the courier mail. He's good for one. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know him. He's been around since I was there. <laughs> oh, Looks like a fucking... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Looks like a fucking Komodo dragon. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that photo is from 20 years ago. So imagine. Pricks <laughs> <laughs> like that getting a column, for fuck's yeah. sake, for, yeah. for 30 years in the paper. Superb. You, can, you can't even say toots at the secretary anymore. PC gone oh. mad. This PC gone mad. Oh, world's gone mad. Speaking of uh, speaking of Queensland, what do you make of what do you make of swimmers? Personally, I, the one thing I don't understand about swimming, and I've never gotten behind it, is mates of mine that did, did it as a sport in high school, if you'd call it that. Uh, I never understood mm. why you you race <laughs> you race at you know lunchtime, but they're all training at four a.m. Like, why not just train arvo? Why not? Yeah. Why not more arvo training? No mates of mine that played footy or rugby or anything. They were never getting up at three thirty in the morning to go kick a ball. Yeah, always swimming. That is weird. I, it's putting them through punishment. It's fucking. Cu- I feel the same way about horse racing. If ever I'm up that early down at the track near mine, they're they're up there at three a.m. Yeah, those poor horses out there running around. Yeah, they don't have to race at three a.m. No, they're just up. Yeah, three p.m. Um, when the nation stops to watch the Melbourne Cup. I've never seen a horse race where the, you see the little the cold air as they're exhaling. No. You only ever see no that way. at training. 
You see a bit of fucking cocaine dust coming out of some of them. Oh, you never yeah. You see the steam. Man, you'd love this. There was a horse last week, Ipswich, raced at Ipswich. And, um, yeah. <laughs> fighting heart, the trainer couldn't find a jockey for it because it had, had a bit of a spell. It was coming back for one more race. Um, fighting one heart. last job. Yeah, one last job. But what it was very eighties action movie like. Fighting Hearts got the tap on the shoulder. Come on, buddy. The last race was at Sha Tin in Hong Kong where it got the win. Um that but that just happened to be seven years ago. This is a twelve year old yeah. horse. I, d- I didn't There's even no know that experience. What's that? There's no substitute for experience. <laughs> but <laughs> my favourite thing my co host on Triple M Mardo pointed out the little one line blurb about the horse in the in the form guide said does well off a spell is coming off one. Like to refer oh, to right. a seven year break in between races as a spell <laughs> Tape of tapering. <laughs> to fucking stretch. Swimmers swimmers <clears throat> tape. It might like my opinion of swimmers is they're just they're pretty much just nerds out of control. You you take anyone who you know and make them stare at a black line for twenty years and wonder why these fucking chlorine white tooth Queenslanders come out the back end of that a bit mental. Yeah. You you're fucking mental yourself. They're not right. Yeah, for some reason, Queensland swimmer, Queensland tennis player. Always loose cannons. Crazy people. And the epicenter of that, of course, is the Gold Coast. Swimmers, though, if it weren't for every four years, like we only, regular citizens like us, we only cop a look at them every four years if it weren't for still knocks. Thank goodness for still knocks. (laughs) But um, we have one particular swimmer who's always a hero. At uh, the Miami Swim Club in at the Gold Coast, and a personal hero of mine and a, and a great Olympian has been uh, none other than Grant George Hackett. Oh, is that um, his middle name? That is his middle name. Yes, not Neville, this, like his dad. By the way, the people that have listened to this episode so far, just to set up how good this episode's going to be, this is just one of the clips that we will get to at some point. Martin, how's the nipple today? No comment. <laughs> He's let loose. What a what a teaser. Good on you, mate. Um, <laughs> well, I'd like to sort of hark back and start at a timeline uh, that begins our story, of course, at October 30, 2011. Ooh. Which, as we all know, especially you, uh, is on. Derby Day in oh, Melbourne. God. I don't know that. I've only been to you the races a couple times, and I've only ever been to one of those large events once. I fucking hated it. There's people, I don't know if you know this, Heggy, there's people at the races here that'll dress up to go and drink in the car park. <laughs> but they're, they're, but they're, they've got the fucking fancy hat on. They've gone, they've gone down to Oxford, got the suit special. Yeah. <laughs> Tarot Cash picked up the white shoes and they've headed down Fuck, to drink in a car park where they've paid. It's fucking insane. I've, I understand tailgating. You know, my mates, America, that we bring up a lot. I've been to a few college football and NFL games and people tailgating oh, beforehand, sick. but then you go Not in. Kegger. Then you go in. And if you don't go in, at least you're just in T-shirt and shorts out in the car park getting maggot. These people dress yeah. up to drink in a car park. Uh, I can't imagine getting myself a fascinator <laughs> and going sitting on the back of a ute, <laughs> whipping the long necks out of the esky. But uh, that's their business down there. Um well, Grant and his missus, they'd been at the races, naturally. It was Derby Day after all. And uh, they went back to the den at the Crown, which is the, the you know, bit of good bit of real estate for a bit of grubbery. Is it near Shane Warne's bar? 
Is there is there a Shane Warne bar there? Man, <laughs> there is a Shane Warne bar at Crown. I believe it's called Bar 23. Ah, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's Warney's that. bar. Is it Bar 20? Club 23. Warne. The original number 23, Shane Warne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so at, at one stage of the night, right, she's left and yeah. uh, Grant Got- has left an hour later. And uh, next thing you know... He's uh, he's back home, throwing her photos around. She took the twins and left. Oh, hold so on! He could blow off a bit of bit of steam. Hold on! So their ki- their kids were at home. The kids were at home. I, I feel like home was in the same building though. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> By the way, sorry, yeah, not home. Their apartment at Crown. The thing is though, yes. um, if your wife, if you're out drinking as a as a couple, and you're at a big event yeah. or whatever, and your wife goes home, you don't go home an hour later. That's a fucking waste. You may as well have gone home at the same time. Like, that's like I'm going yeah. home. You go fuck yeah. I'll see you in eight hours. Like, why would you? Yeah, that's like just hopping in the cab behind her. And yeah. the that's free reign. Well, she. I mean, he's come home and started chucking some stuff around. And, no good. And um, blowing off a bit of steam in the privacy of his high-rise luxury apartment, smashing up, just completely smashed up the rest of the joint after they left. They left him to it. And um, namely, a chest of drawers on top of a flat screen, crystal ornaments smashed, a door punched in, of course. A um, This sounds like your place. So, side. This sounds like your place oh, so my, far. We, we've got a crystal. Oh, just my general. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. We've got flat screen, chandelier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holes in the walls. How walls are brick. Still got holes in them. Um they got a Christmas tree on its side. A couple of the baubles, from what I saw, worked their way loose in the fuss. And, of course, famously, the grand piano turned upside down. Not a bad effort. That's a great effort. It is. I mean, You'd, you'd go I, that first because you need all that energy. Oh, man. Or you work up to it. It's like a work. You want to do the you know, hardest thing last. Oh, you say like a boss in a video game. <laughs> Get yeah. through all the henchmen, the, the Christmas tree and the photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you run out of all the guns and then it's hand-to-hand combat for the last bit. Um, I mean, I've never been in a position to try and flip over a grand piano myself, but I have lifted one end of a hall piano. Yeah. And I do remember, I'm pretty sure that's the moment in my life that my asshole just popped <laughs> and turned itself inside out. It is that fucking heavy, man. That's real heavy. And, uh, I mean, it's since fixed itself. The human body's an amazing thing. Don't worry about it. Pink but, um, Yeah. How the fuck... First of all, do you get a grand piano into a high rise? Yeah, that's nuts. They're not they're not flat packed. That's a fucking crane. Yeah, you know uh, what a what a tacky apartment, chandelier and grand piano. Oh yeah, it's, that um, is that's well, new money. I don't know. I don't know if you study the photos, but I, I had a pretty good sticky at them. And no, uh, interesting. How the fuck did right? you get the photos? There's photos of the apartment that's been ransacked by Grant George himself. Hmm. The cops must have taken them and then leaked them online like they did with that. With know, Dean Laidley. <laughs> yeah. Um, interestingly, right, among the rubble of yeah. the apartment, the TV chair, you know those single-seater with the wings that, that let you watch TV in peace, like blinkers? You know the fucking <laughs> side things? like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like an airplane chair. Right. It's a fucking plane. <laughs> it's got a yeah. it's got long haul economy. Absolutely, you can yeah. drift off to sleep, head to the side. Wives used to have to come and stand right between a man and the television to be heard. Daz would bash you for even thinking of sitting in his TV chair back when men were men. But um, 
even even if he was at work at the time, he'd come and see a little bum mark on the chair, come home and just flog you. But anyway, it's um hacky. He had one of them right, like a proper TV chair with the blinkers. That was still in position, upright, facing where the TV used to be, with the form guide folded neatly over the armrest. Oh no, zooming in. So either he's left that there and just trashed everything else, or that's the first thing got picked back up and put on its feet. I need to sit down, have another look at the form guide, just uh, see where I could have could have done better today. You know? Yeah, we've all lost we've all lost money on the get out stakes. The last race at Turfentine, and there's just horses jumping somewhere in the fog. You go, come on, this is going to turn it around. <laughs> it's still <laughs> AM. Come on, baby. Oh man, it's crazy. I, one time, right? This this reminded me of this. I saw when I was a kid. I saw a spew on the footpath. It was a yeah. big one, like a big big spew. And there was a there was a chip in the middle of it, like an intact oh. chip. And in hindsight, of course, someone had just dropped a hot chip on the pavement pizza. Still, like it was a Sunday morning thing. I was with my family. I thought it was disgusting. But um, still unknown if the chip was a prank or an accident. I don't know. I think about it a bit. But at the time, it blew my little mind that someone could throw up and the last thing to come up was a perfectly intact chip. <laughs> so all that bile and stuff, bits of corn and what have you, carrot, and then there's a chip on top. But of course, you know, I was an idiot. But that's what the chair reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> well, the... the... <laughs> The footpath spewer, uh, you feel bad for him, obviously him. I don't think a woman's ever vomited outside. Um, It's definitely him. That's a him move, a footpath vomit. You didn't grow up in Brisbane. (laughs) No, sorry, I'm down here from the classy place (laughs) where groups punch on at Gloria Jeans on a Wednesday Arvo in the middle of a lockdown. Um, The the thing that gets me about the chip, though, if someone's dropped it in there, who's gotten that close? Unless they've thrown it. Yeah. Unless they've well, thrown only- it from a distance and gone, way it landed on it. It means someone has brought their hot chips close enough to a stranger's yeah. spew to drop one in there. Well, there weren't any anywhere else. I had a good look around. There was only one hot chip in the vicinity, and yeah. it was on the vomit. So it's either a really good first shot or, like you say, a grub walking over and go, I know what this needs, a hot chip. And also, you growing up in Brisbane, um, who's hot chips in the daytime? Or the, the idea of that in Brisbane, it's too fucking humid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like lunchtime sober kebab. I, I had one for the first time not that long ago. It's actually very nice. Oh, really? I had no I had no idea how nice they can be. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I just assumed it was, the, you know, the half-eaten thing I find in my bed the next day. Um, <laughs> so, you know, this, this sort of I – mean, if he had have had a big win at the Derby Day, it could have really – Completely changed the complexion of the Evans proceedings. Makes you think. But um, after this incident, Hacky gave up drinking. So oh, yeah. that was one good uh, outcome from this. But not long after this, though, Hacky was at the Logies. If you cast your mind back to May 2012. Ooh. May 2012, the Logies. What a place to be sober. Fuck that. He might Yuck. Have, he might have I, fallen off the wagon at some stage here that night. Oh, Fucking Logies. While, while I'm down here, I'd rather just cheese grate my face <laughs> than be seen at the Logies. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. You couldn't be too far off going to the Logies, could you? I've never been invited, but I do have a rule that if I ever am, it's a, it's a hard no. And that includes radio award things too now. Yeah. Not putting, up, know, man. putting on a suit. 
to hear other people oh. talk about what a good job they've done. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon you'll be lint rolling your blazer soon enough and getting a napkin put on your lap at the Logies. Fuck off. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean, when it, when it comes to that sort of shit, though, we all think the arts are underestimated and disrespected in Australia, me included. But then you see something like the Logies, you think, oh no, fair enough. If there's a like a, a regular member of the public, you end up having a squiz at an Australian television night of nights to keep abreast of what's happening in in the Australian entertainment industry. Currently, the first thing you see is Bert Newton or Dickie Wilkins mug filling up the frame. You thought, oh, fuck, looks like nothing's changed in 50 years. I might turn this off. Yeah. I don't know. Who's the, yeah, now now it comes down to the most popular person in Australian television. Is it a gardener or a tradie that hasn't been a tradie in ages? Yeah. Or a game show host? Yeah, they really stay connected with the people. You know what sums up the Logies? <laughs> it's the whole guest list. Yeah, there's no, there's no fear of uh, last week's soundbite making its way in this week because they all speak English. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, but you better understand English in about five seconds. If you don't, I am going to fuck you up. So um, they're at the Logies, right? And uh, Hacky and Foxtel presenter Shura Taft... Uh, an English-born Australian TV presenter. They all look the same to me. Shura, that's a boy's name, evidently. What? I can only assume from your mates in the Emerald Isle. The lads were there throwing grapes at none other than model, water skier, boxer, and celebrity apprentice fourth-place getter Lauren Eagle to try to get her attention. Can you go through that list of things she's done again? Model, water skier, yep. boxer... Celebrity Apprentice, fourth place getter. Wow. <laughs> I didn't look through the ARIA chart. She's probably put out a single. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know I don't know what the lads wanted with Lauren. Maybe they wanted to know the details of her split from rugby league immortal Todd Carney and uh, subsequent arrest at Northeast Cronulla for not leaving when she was asked to. Wow. Or maybe... They wanted to ask her the nitty-gritty surrounding the court order to leave her mother alone over a dispute about a dog. Ending up ending up in court and arguing against your mum over a dog, that sounds like a Judge Judy case. Yeah, it's not fit. It's fit for television, not really yeah. fit to clog up the fucking <laughs> already busy court system. Um, I don't quite know why it didn't work out with Todd. Great pedigree. <laughs> anyway, they're at the... Uh, they're at the Logies, right, the boys, and one diner said, and I quote, they were laughing and carrying on, and it was all very stupid, referring to Shura and Hacky. This is twenty grapes. This is twenty thirteen? This is twenty twelve. Ah, twenty twelve. Yeah. Yeah, the lads. Fast forward to three AM oh. and the well refreshed Olympian, in quotes, was kicking on at Club twenty three. Told at the you Logies after party at Crown. Oh, mate, I called it. <laughs> Yeah, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> there's only one place to go. Once Club the 20, once the main it. party's finished, that's head down to Club Twenty Three. Do you reckon I'd get in if I tried to go there? Club Twenty Three. Yeah, you'd get tasered. Exclusive. You'd get you'd get tasered just walking near Crown. I reckon. <laughs> oh no! Hold on. I'm I'm having a look at Club Twenty Three, May 30, 2019. Oh, Club Twenty Three's yeah. dead. Cue up the funeral music. Oh, Club Twenty Three. 
That's a massive shame. One of Melbourne's most high-profile entertainment venues, Club 23, will close next month. The nightclub was named in honour of its ambassador, Shane Warne, who wore the number during his time as a junior football player. Well, oh no. Stars such as Tiger Woods, Usain Bolt, Harry Kuehl and Liz Hurley called it home during their trips down under. They're all good people. Did, did they? Yeah. Club 23 has been an institution during its time at Crown Melbourne, the spokesman said. But like all entertainment complexes, Crown continues to innovate and find fresh offerings for our customers. Oh. Yeah. I'll tell you it's what, the word ambassador has lost a bit of its sheen, hasn't it? <laughs> I heard that when I was a kid. I think I was a very important person, <laughs> such as a VIP, about to walk into the frame. <laughs> You're nah. gonna- Warning. <laughs> You've got to talk to our mate, Bart Freeband. He's got a great <laughs> new bit on ambassador. He's got a great new bit oh, on, on ambassadors, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Hold on. Do you work at the consulate? <laughs> no, but I can get you 20% off watches with this yeah. code. <laughs> 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 Fucking ambassador. So, uh, naturally, the, the Logies after party night at the uh, Club 23 has, uh, has reached a stage where Bouncer's told Hacky he'd had enough but not before he'd been apprehended by a reporter to ask what his favourite song was, which was quite something you should look up. Look up Hackett's favourite song. Wow, hold on. And you'll see him stumbling through. <laughs> hold on. So Hackett's been asked the, at what time? Three in the morning. Three in the morning. Was it? It's, it's really unfair of reporters to do this, I think. Just 100%. find a piece of celebrity and go stub, shove a microphone in their face and see what happens. It's fucked. Yeah. Um, but also, also yeah. if you're looking to kick on and have a big night, you're – Trying to be a little bit incognito, maybe not go to. Don't go to Warney's bar. Don't go to Warney's bar. Don't be six foot six for a start, <laughs> and then uh, go to Warney's bar and have Just a, go somewhere big, quiet and sit down. Your big Gold Coast <laughs> teeth. <laughs> um, so after this incident, of course, he he gave up drinking. Uh, oh, hold on. I thought this is left with the kids. Hold on, I thought you said he'd already given up drinking. Oh, he had. Yeah. Oh. Again. Publicly. Yeah, yeah. gave up drinking again after this one. It's almost better to just so, uh, don't say it. Well, yeah, you'd think so. But <laughs> uh, but then, like, you've done it for a year and you told so many people that there's no way you couldn't. That's the difference between having some shame and no shame. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? do you mean? You no. told too many people. Yeah, yeah, I told a bunch of people to go, yeah, I've got to do the year now. Now we're past halfway oh, through. Man. I'm downhill, baby. I'm, I'm flying towards December 31st. And don't worry yeah. about it. I hope Club 23 is open by Jan 1 because I'll be there. <laughs> Bottle of Moet with a fucking sparkler in the top. <laughs> <laughs> Mini bottles for everyone. 12.05 a.m. First of Jan. So if, if you want to fast forward a little bit in the in the hacky timeline. Uh, we'll How go far forward? To- uh, February 21, 2014. Still in. Yeah. What's he done? Hacky, on this particular night, he was shirtless yeah. in a in a hotel lobby. Uh, you'll never oh. guess which hotel. Oh, mate, guess. I can tell you exactly which one. He was on Still Knox <laughs> when he was seen dazed in Crown. <laughs> Still Knox. Up again. Still Knox, is, that's a swimmer's uh, party drug of choice. Um, shirtless and hotel lobby are two terms that have traditionally piqued my interest in a news story. So 
I didn't mind reading about this at all. He's wearing. Hey, I a- just found. I just found Stillnox. Is is that Ambien? Sold under the brand name Ambien. I think it must be pretty similar. Yeah. Used yeah. to initiate and maintain sleep in those with yes. sleeping difficulties. But it's one of those ones that has the opposite effect somehow, almost as if drug companies don't know what the fuck they're putting out on the market can affect anyone any number of ways. Not only was he shirtless, he was wearing a singlet as pants, like oh, a singlet. Fuck. That was He couldn't find his shorts because he's in a hurry to get out of the room in the Crown Casino Hotel lobby looking for his four-year-old son. Hold on. What, his four-year-old's just out and about at the CAS? Yep. His four-year-old got out of the room. Yeah. And uh, Hacky's looking for him. Yeah. I mean, right up my alley, this sort of thing. He gave up drinking after this. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hey, I hate to bring this up. I believe you've said that twice already. There's a third one. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he, he, he gave it a crack. We gave this an actual pretty big cracker. After this incident, <laughs> it's prompted a, a stint an exclusive high-end The Meadows rehab facility, Wickenburg, Arizona. Nobody wow. encourages, then cures addiction better than the fucking Seppos. Oh, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, mad, they're mad for it. And nothing oh, will yeah. make you get off the piss quicker than a long-haul flight. Get fucked. Yeah. That's, the, <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst place. Is that the final just, test when they put you on the 15-hour flight back to Australia? If you can yeah. sit there and not just get on it, you have conquered your condition. Your your addiction. I mean, the, the Meadows is a, it's a serenity that cures people. It's the same facility where Tiger Woods was cured of his sex addiction, oh. I assume by taking a lot of money from him, making him quantifiably less attractive to women. <laughs> I don't um, <laughs> I just typed the, meadow, the Meadows. I've typed the yeah. Meadows into Google. And this is um this is more about me when it's brought up the Meadows Greyhound Racing Track Melbourne, <laughs> <laughs> not an addiction centre to be found. Yeah, that's your cookies, isn't it? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was that. He's he's, he's off the booze then, and uh, all right, it's been quite a long preamble, but uh, we, I feel like we had to lay the groundwork of uh, Hacky's form. But mm. uh, if you want to cast your mind back to. 17th of April, 2016. We're talking an Adelaide to Melbourne early morning Virgin flight. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where it gets uh, interesting. Hacky, he was uh, on his way back to Melbourne from a swim meet, probably straight to Club 23 en route <laughs> for opening hours, uh, which was, it was un- unsuccessful for him. He'd been... I've been having a few sherbets all night in Adelaide. What what else can you fucking do, really? So, nah. post swim meet, I, I was a bit confused reading about this. You don't need too. still knocks in Adelaide, by the way. You don't need still knocks nah. in Adelaide. Just a few pints of that Cooper's Pale, that borderline stew of a beverage. Oh, That'll the, just the weigh you one? down. The, no, that's the, the green one. The sparkling one will get you in trouble. The pale ale right. is the green, the cloudy one. Yeah. Remember when that was marketed as a like a premium beer, that mm. Cooper's Green? Well, yeah. Fucking hold the phone. Yeah. You can't just bloody take all the remnants of a VB label and put it around the outside of your label and call it premium. It's still shit. <laughs> looking back on it. Down a few notches. Looking back on my life, marketing's got me every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
pretty much. <laughs> I go, yeah, I object. To I'm fucking zero. What it is? I'm zero percent batting <laughs> against marketing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had read that post swim beat Hacky was one of two guest speakers at the chairman's lunch at the Adelaide Oval before the Crows and Swans blockbuster showdown. But I don't nice. know if this is a separate thing, but. The 500-strong crowd were thrilled to be in the presence of the Westpac and Telstra ambassador, Grant George Hackett, at the chairman's luncheon. And uh, AFL types, pretty special. By the way, fucking ambassador. How are you an ambassador yeah. for a bank? Westpac and Telstra? Well, it's, yeah. I don't know. Or a telecommunications company. Do they need an ambassador? Uh, yeah, well, you just said you fall for shit. There's people who love Hackett who go, I'm getting a new telephone. Well, but I, I've always enjoyed AFL types quite special. They they love luncheons. Luncheon yeah. to me, and I would assume all Queenslanders, the is, word luncheon is a word I've only ever heard after the word ladies. <laughs> like I, had, I hadn't heard of it until I went to Victoria and you're you, all fucking doing it. You didn't know that blokes could have a lunch. No, lunch is fine. Luncheon. Luncheon. Yeah. <laughs> Melbourne Cup ladies luncheon, that sort of thing. Not for AFL, though. Fucking steak, salmon, guest speakers, bottomless forex gold. That's a luncheon. Hey, yeah, well, I've just looked it up. What is the difference between lunch and luncheon? Lunch is a light meal usually eaten around midday, whereas yeah. a luncheon is a formal meal served in the middle of the day. And uh, I believe oh, the Crown Lager stubbies do bump it up to formal occasion. Right, your stubbies go from stubby looking to slightly between mm. that and the long neck. You've got um, you've got custom stubby holders at each table with the event yeah. details on there. Oh fuck, we're at a luncheon. Man, I've I've been to some. So have you? We went to one together a few years ago. That out at the suburbs in in Melbourne, yeah. And Dougie Dougie Hawkins spoke. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's who I was trying to think of. The, the Clive Palmer political candidate. <laughs> yeah, it was right. an ex-player. Yeah, Dougie Hawkins. Oh man, he brought the fucking house down. Any Victorian oh. knows who Doug Hawkins is, but uh, yeah, right. Yeah, for those not acquainted oh, they, with the great man, they loved him. Remember those, mate? <laughs> those people. <laughs> I got heaps of nudges from people going, oh, "You boys should listen to Dougie. He's bloody." Oh, I get some good tips about comedy. That's bloody funny, mate. That sort of shit. Fuck, grim. You are going to love this. I've just typed Doug Hawkins into Google, yep. and uh, he's got three and a half thousand likes on Facebook. And there's no, there's, you know, there's reason that all these blokes at the luncheon got around Doug and pointed out to you that he is indeed a proper funny man. And that's because, and I quote, his lovable larrikin personality made him a natural and public favourite with him being picked up by the original footy show. Oh, God. By the way, larrikin personality both capitalised. Capital L, capital P. (laughs) Lovable larrikin has always been a, a bit of a bugbear of mine. Like, don't get me wrong, I agree we should have more lenient sentences for lovable larrikins. But uh, keep them away from fucking luncheons where I'm trying to ply my trade and they, they muscle in and they're funnier than any comedian. Your mate Dougie, I, me- yeah. I remember a bit of his set where he said, oh, you know, he's on a small plane with some other grub and... And uh, the hostess said to him, would you like some headphones? I said, yeah, sure, but how did you know my name was Phones? The roof blew off the fucking place. I thought, oh, that's how you do comedy. Fuck. 
<laughs> We're doing it all wrong all these years. Uh, they loved it. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, Hacky, Hacky, right? He's on the plane, just minding his own business as he's as he's prone to do, and uh, he's in the business class seat. And the, the business class seat right in front of him. Who's sitting there? Hold on, I've got I've got the news story. Hackett was seated in business class behind real estate agent Martin Slobodnik. All right, so whatever he does at this point, he's sitting behind a real estate agent. So, without hearing the rest of the story, I'm on Hacky's side. Fuck yeah, free pass. That should be a free pass. <laughs> but then what happened next? Slobodnik's just put the chair back without asking. That's what's kicked it off. That's one of your favourites. Favorite moves, but yeah, go on. And then, and then, what? How did Hacky react? Well, here's Grant's version of what happened next. Oh, yeah, go on. Got on the flight. The gentleman put his seat back in front of him. Um, the gentleman in front of me put his seat back. I said, "Oh, would you mind putting it up?" Um, I offended him. I didn't mean to. I certainly had no intent to offend offend him inappropriately. Um, and obviously, from there, the rest is history. <laughs> what the real estate agent said is that he was assaulted, and that Hacky gave him a nipple cripple. Yeah, absolutely. Another passenger stood up. Another passenger did stand up for Hackett, though. No, there, there was. I could. There was absolutely no aggression. The two gentlemen in the front row, um, you know, for, for for being very early in the morning, were consuming a lot of wine. I couldn't see any uh, nipple crippling occurring. <laughs> Lead story. Um, I real estate agents say, like we say, that should be fucking free pass. As soon as you find that out, what's what are they doing in business class? Why are they? Why are they got fancy cars and stuff? They got no fucking shame. These people. I'll tell you what, though, they are being quite nice at the moment. It's a good time to move. Lots of lots of empty apartments around right now, mm. especially near my place. We've been looking at a couple, and you go up to one. There's like a brill cream slick back hair and a fucking card, a clipboard, and a cheap suit. The ones who used to talk down to me, yeah, and not anymore. Now they're like, oh, hi mate, come on in. Nice to see you. Uh, yeah. you know. What do you think of the place? Do you want to make an offer? They used to fucking spit at me yeah. pretty much. That's how I know the very, boom's very over. Nice. They keep trying to yeah. tell me because Luch and I are looking at houses and uh, <laughs> they keep telling us, nah, mate, market, market's still strong. And I'm like, well, the fact yeah. that you called me mate and called me back means it's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> means you're in deep shit. Well, yeah, well, this particular one was, was obviously heyday of uh, real estate. He's reclined his seat on the big man without asking or looking. And Hacky, who's woken up on the wrong side of the nightclub, has uh, taken umbrage, as we heard there. Um, Fair enough, too. If you that flight, that's a, f- what, hour flight? Yeah. Reclining yeah. your chair on that, you should get fucking minimum nipple cripple. So your mate Slobodnik, right, real estate mm-hmm. agent, he's, um, he's a confirmed Qantas Platinum member. I looked into him. Flies a lot. This was actually on Virgin, so maybe he's, he's double platinum, a bit like another fucking poser I know. But um, <laughs> old Martin, right, he, sh- he should have probably known better, slash doesn't give a fuck, but he's reclined on the 197-centimetre hackett without warning. And uh, for all he knew, though, Slobodnik, it was just a disgusting renter sitting behind him. Yuck. <laughs> so that's when Hacky's reached through the seats and just done the nipple cripple. So, I, although you say I, you say Hackett gave him a nipple cripple, but Grant thinks differently. We have heard reports about this nipple incident. Did that happen or not? Uh, from my perspective, no. <laughs> <laughs> from my perspective, is that 
Is that how His perspective, work? if you look at the photo of the aftermath, is sideways in a wheelchair yeah. just at the gate in Melbourne. So his perspective, <laughs> I don't know if I trust it. <laughs> oh, he was, oh, he's, yeah, he's seen better. He had seen better days. The still knocks kicked stage. in. But even so, like, Hacky, Hacky's grown up with a bunch of blokes is only tangible fun to be had down at Miami Swimming Club is giving each other sack wax and shit in the change room. Pretty yeah. boring. Swimming, so I don't, you know, what do we expect? Well, you know, I mean, yeah, you know had... why they're into that shit because you're not allowed to run near the pool. So all it's all, yeah. um, it's all fighting in a phone box style stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wet willies and nipple Tap. cripples and yeah, sack taps. <laughs> <laughs> it's no run up or it's no duck down behind your mate. Your other mate gives him the chest shove and then he falls over the back. Yeah. It's concrete. You can't do no that. Way. That's yeah, grass athletes. Cl- close waters combat <laughs> yeah. and uh, towel flicking and shit. I mean. I've never had a real estate agent slam a chair into me, and I'd happily do some high stakes whistle or you lose it if I fucking did. But to anyone, anyone I see on a Saturday morning climbing out of a Lexus, a white one with a clipboard under their arm, based on the likelihood they are a real estate agent, I'd like to just assault them anyway. <laughs> I'd like to think that doesn't even make the papers. <laughs> yeah, another one. Uh, a real estate agent has been laid out in front of the yeah. for lease sign. Fine. Whatever. Call that. Call that a bedroom, do you, cunt? Just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a study at best. You know it. There's no windows. Yeah, but uh, so because because this is this is business class, right? Oh, we, oh, Heggy, by the way, we saw a place recently that said it was a three-bedroom, three-bedroom house, and it was. It was a third bedroom um, if you've never wanted to have a lounge room. If you want to put a right. bed in where a couch should be, then fuck yeah, it's three bedrooms. Technically, it's seven bedrooms. If you could put yeah, a bed next yes. to a bathtub, bang, there's another. <laughs> Damn right, there's an eat-in bedroom. What do they what sec- do they call it? Flexible floor plan. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I call it two bedrooms. <laughs> you see some. I, I quite like their writing style. Real estate. You see things like ready to move in. Well, what the fuck? Are you ready to live in? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, why else would I be even looking at this? Insane. I I think Good my people. favorite my favorite one is um the first when you see like looking around Melbourne the if the first photo is somebody having a coffee on Ligon Street, you go oh no yeah oh no this oh. house is not good oh there's a picture of a tram hold on yeah. where's the, the ones we place? look at first picture is like you know. Coogee Beach. You go, fuck, yeah. what a view. That's fantastic. <laughs> this must be above the Coogee Bay Hotel, this uh, <laughs> apartment. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no pictures of the place. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, um, so you never know who might be there in business class. And who's he, who's he sitting next to? It's only Collingwood CEO Gary Pert. Oh, Gary Pert? Yeah. Not only was he the sitting next only. to Gary Pert, Gary Pert may have been of assistance to Mr Hackett. A drunk Grant Hackett is helped off the plane by Collingwood CEO Gary Pert. When a member of the Collingwood Magpies is helping you out, you're in a fucking tough spot. But Gary had this to say. But the Magpies boss says the swim champion wasn't aggressive, just very drunk. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that <laughs> is the back. benefit of being maggot next to somebody from Collingwood. <laughs> is they'll go, nah, mate, he was just pissed. It was a bit of fun. Yeah. Well... Pert's travelling in business class on the company dime. Thanks very much. I'd like to know that if I was a Collingwood fucking season holder. Um, <laughs> Pert helped Hackey, like you say, once I reached Melbourne Terminal, he was maggot, insisting he wasn't on still knocks, 
hacking. Like, why would you insist that? Yeah. That sounds sus to me. Um, Hacky let Gary Pert help him to the gate, plonking him into a wheelchair while the Virgin staff were beetling around doing fuck knows what, from what I could gather. So after this incident, Hackett has quit drinking. Um, oh, mate, and- I, um, just for editing purposes, I've just got to let you know, you've already said he's quit three times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you'll have to, you'll have to, yeah, I don't know. Hold I don't on. know what we can do about it. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> he's also he's also said on uh, on the topic of his mentorship with the 2016 Olympic squad. There are a lot of people on that team who've got an opportunity and talent to win. I would hate to see a situation like James Magnuson, where he missed out on goal by a hundredth of a second because someone wasn't on his side giving him the right advice. I would love to be there for people who want my support. So he's trying to get a ticket to Rio just to be on the pool deck offering moral support. Hackey wasn't allowed to go to Rio on the back of this incident. And uh, just look at the resulting disappointing medal tally from the pool deck. What do you... Hold 2016. on. Hold on. What do you mean he couldn't go? We have heard reports about this nipple incident. <laughs> Did that happen or not? Uh, from my perspective, no. Nothing happened. So why was he stopped? <laughs> Straight from the horse's mouth. This is my this is my favourite part about that chat, Heggy. What what he's got yep. what he's got to do from this point on. So what happens now? Uh, I guess I'm going to take some time out, have a bit of a rest, um, reevaluate. I'm um, certainly for me, you know, being in that sort of state <laughs> and binge drinking like that um, is an issue that I need to address and something that I will address. I hadn't drunk in, in many many months. Um, oh well, he quit. And you know, you get yourself in a situation where you come to the end of a long tether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, um, that's he's pretty much saying studied. I fucking I'd had it up to year then this slick haired yeah. cunt put his seat back <laughs> yeah pretty much but also he studied uh, the uh, responses of NRL players who are in the shit and chucked in a bit of bit of management speak as in I've got to reassess and uh, reboot and uh, you know have a good long hard look at myself and uh, learn from this and uh, come back a better man well, is bullshit. It, I assume is that what you um, made to mind that a Jewish at their bar mitzvah, they've got to remember a certain amount of the Torah? Yeah. I yeah. assume on the Gold Coast growing up, when you get to 13, do they just make you do a press conference, <laughs> say all the things you should say yeah. when you've yeah. caught, <laughs> been caught maggot out in public? <laughs> what percent do you put in in a game? 110. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> get out of here, little fella. Little rub on the head, and uh, away you go to Cavill Avenue to fucking <laughs> cut loose. Uh, oh, Hackett has admitted he was drinking the night he trashed his own belongings, and he the alcohol so. exaggerated and exacerbated the emotions of the night. He's, he's admitted he's drinking each time, and this yeah. is why I quite like him. He said, "I don't blame the alcohol. I don't blame that. I blame myself." Similar to the way he put his hand up for the nipple cripple, and this, this to me, first one that I've seen in our dealings to put his hand up and say, "Yeah, I was wrong." And ironically, for the serial troublemaker, he actually has been in a bad mental state the whole time. He's prime candidate for blaming everything on the black dog. And didn't. And I reckon he's about... No, he didn't. He's about the most honest bloke we've had on mid-flight brawl. Didn't blame anyone else. Congratulations, Grant Hackett. Fucking good bloke. He said, I fucked up. 
Absolutely. But 2016 and the, the nipple cripple incident, that wasn't the end of Hacky. Hold on, but he's quit drinking. I quit. Yeah, absolutely quit. But um, there was more to come. Hey, by the by the way, how good was the uh, the news reporter trying to get a word from the real estate agent? One of the best. Martin, how's the nipple today? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I reckon that they. I would never want to train with those guys, like the journos from a current affair, because they can they can fucking sprint in a suit. Oh yeah, like they're pretty, pretty quick. They got shiny Martin shoes didn't. on, and they're they're fucking dodging they're yeah. dodging dodgy plumbers that are <laughs> trying to fucking uppercut them as they step out the front door. They're yeah. they're pretty quick. That's the closest to an actual James Bond, I reckon. An ACA reporter, they can jump fences and fucking sprint, roll oh, over a car bonnet. <laughs> Man, they they run across football fields to see, you know, to get footage of a bloke chucking a frisbee with his dog while he's got a neck brace on. <laughs> They're athletes. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. Like, I do quite like Hackett. I think he's a nice guy. You know, despite the the troublemaking he's been through, it's um instead of blaming everyone else, he's just chin up, double sharkers in the back of a squad car at the Goldie. This time, in 2017, after a bout of larrikinism at his parents' house, took a bit of a turn. And Neville and Margaret called the pigs oh. on him, on their own son, no less. And um, I think you'll find, from in my experience, once the filth arrive at your property, they're obliged to do something, such as wake up a perfectly slumbering hacky in the guest house, oh, who was a little worse no. for wear after receiving a bit of a touch-up from his brother Craig. Again, I think the same rules apply as the air... As they do on the ground. We've always said this about people that are past it. Just let him go. Oh, man, he should definitely have just been able to sleep that off. But he's like he's had a fight with his brother, and who hasn't? Like, I would hate for the pigs to be... I would have spent the first 15 years of my life with the police knocking on the door <laughs> if they came in every time you had a punch-up with your brother. Fucking hell. Um, you got two older brothers? Yes. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. Brutal. You made it. Although, no wonder you're such a fucking know. sneak now. <laughs> we weren't I call it violent but it was also you know heaps of like sitting on heads and fucking yeah. if I let you up you're not going to hit me are you that sort of you know, yeah, real fucking horrible like you know pair of dirty undies in, in the face by the gusset you know <laughs> surprise attacks real horrible shit surprise but then, attacks but then you'd see, like, our cousins came to stay once and they were actually giving each other a proper flogging, punches in the oh, nose, like yeah. kicking in the fucking ball, like all real hard shit. Took it a bit we'd too far. Each other thought, oh, hang on, we're all right. We're quite classy in our fighting. Um, Craig Hackett, uh, Grant George's brother, said, uh, the whole family have done everything we can, but now it's kind of out of our hands. It really is. Craig said, outside their home while picking some of Hacky's teeth from his knuckles. So my view on it is just take it a bit easy on Hacky. He's lost ambassadorships and sponsorships over this when realistically it should have been the opposite. I mean, Uncle Toby's, they said, you you kids continue to eat muesli bars at this rate, you'll be turning pianos over (laughs) one-handed. Having said all this about Hacky, and I I do have a soft spot for... For this sort of bloke, how long do you reckon it is before he's lacing up the gloves? Oh, do you you think he's going to get into a bit of boxing? Fuck yeah, 
I just, but, yeah, prime candidate. No, because I did see him on the news the other day, and he, like, we are joking, it is mainly joking about him getting a bit loose on the flight, and, um, yeah. by the way, it's the only one where we've not cared about the person who's been assaulted on the flight. Yeah. All the other ones, we're like, fuck, how do they do it? But as soon as you say real estate agent that put his seat yeah. back on a one-hour flight, fuck him. <laughs> Absolutely. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with Hackett all the way. Yeah. I, I maintain too, though, like, this, you know, the the trash in your own house is, is a bit much, but if he wasn't a public figure, it's nothing much. I, I've been nearly that pissed on a plane, I reckon, and no one's taking photos of me at the gate sitting in the wheelchair. Oh, really? I thought you said you weren't a big plane drinker. No, like pre, like just sort of the night before. I suffer from really long hangovers. I get like a probably 12, 15-hour hangover sometimes. We've made that mistake many times, I reckon. Yeah. Doing gigs somewhere and go, fuck, you've got to have a beer afterwards. Oh, yeah. And then next minute you're just trying to... Put all your clothes into your backpack blind. <laughs> Where's my fucking laptop charger? Just tripping around. <laughs> yeah. Turn up to the gate with a shopping bag with all your stuff in it. Yeah, well, I don't know if I've ever told you the one on here before. A few years ago, fucking blind after gigs at the comedy store in Sydney. Push through, just stay out all night, blind, get to the hotel, grab my shit, chuck it in a bag, go to the airport. And fell asleep on the plane and woke up. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here, but woke up and it, everybody was still on the plane. And there was even like a flight attendant who had a cup of water and the wa- and the bottle of water. And that was at an angle, like a 45 degree angle. Like oh, yeah. he was about to pour it, but he wasn't pouring it. Somebody had a drink held out and they were still. And I woke up just like, what the Flipping out. fuck yeah. is going on? The plane's frozen. I'm dead. We're all dead. This is Payne Stewart or whatever his name was, the golfer. Every oh, everyone's dead. What's fucking happening? There's a crack in the glass, but everyone's frozen. And then it said that commences the minute silence. And it was just it was uh, <laughs> it was Remembrance Day. Yeah. And they'd pause for a moment at 11 a.m. Yeah. And I'd woken up oh, half. You know, I'd woken up 40 seconds into that minute or whatever, and everybody's yeah. completely still. <laughs> I like how you woke up and thought everyone's dead except me with my superior constitution. <laughs> this uh, cabin pressure thing seems to not mm. affect me at all. I've, uh, that's about it from me on Hacky. Good on you, Grant. I, I reckon he's, he's I, I think he's on the road to recovery. Seems he's very well spoken, young bloke, and he's he's um, he'll be all right up the Goldie there. Fit right in either way he goes. Oh, he's probably stopped drinking now. Yeah, oh, he's done <laughs> it before. He'll do it again. <laughs> you can't give up too many times. Yeah. The boy who cried still knocks. No one's going to believe him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Grant Hackett, what a fucking loose unit. The Gold Coast has done it again. And, uh, man, again, we're on board. We're compl- Heggie and I are on your side. We all want to nip or cripple a real estate agent while maggot on a flight. It's a dream of mine. It's on a bucket list. I will do it probably <laughs> January, early January next year. Sign me up. I'll be back on the source, even though I've quit drinking TM. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. I'll see you Uh, next week for another bumper edition. Oi, Heggy, your your merch. What about your merch? Oh, man, I've been shifting a few units. The uh, pencil, grab yourself a three-pack of pencils. In fact, there's a a July Madness sale going on. You can get three (laughs) for free if you can prove to me that you've got three ears. And uh, no fucking Photoshop. (laughs) 
But if you've got three ears, these are the T's and C's, I'll send you out three pencils for free. Otherwise, they're three for a tenner, and they'll last you for fucking years. They're 10 inches long, and I would like to shift some. Got heaps. Uh, you've got the T-shirts, merch desk. Fuck, mate. Moving yeah, some I'm T-shirts. Man, you're just yeah. moving it. You're just down the post office flat out. <laughs> Getting those paid by Western Union or whatever other dodgy fucking thing you want to do. Uh, at Heggy Luke on Instagram, at the Nick Cody, and at Midflight Brawl, we've just got a, a little intro video that we got made up that I'm sure will apply to promo shit in the future. But it's fucking awesome. That'll be up on the Instagram. Check that out. That's it for us. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.